From the Whiskey Tangent Studios in Marlton, New Jersey, this is Whiskey Tangent News. Hey everybody, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, here with an episode of Whiskey News, and joining me as always is Scott. Hey everybody. And I'm going to tell you what we're going to do today. Woo! So, this episode of the news, we're going to focus on news stories relating to the industry, science and technology, financial, true crime, mm-hmm. and a new feature, feel-good stories. <laughs> then we're going to talk about the new whiskeys that you can buy this month, and finally, as always, what's coming up on your favorite whiskey podcast. Mm-hmm. That's right, Ed. So, it is September 2022, and here's all the news that's fit to drink. So before we get to the categories that Ed mentioned, we have a top story, and the top story is September, if you don't already know, is Bourbon Heritage Month. (laughs) (laughs) National Bourbon Heritage Month calls for the celebration of bourbon as America's native spirit during the month of September. Declared on August 2nd, 2007 by the U.S. Senate, the bill passed by unanimous consent and was (laughs) sponsored by, yeah, fat chance that that happened today, (laughs) was sponsored by Kentucky Senator Jim Bunning the former Major League Baseball pitcher for the Detroit Tigers and our own Philadelphia Phillies. What year was that? 2007. He was still a senator in 2007? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. The resolution called for consumers who enjoy bourbon to do so responsibly and in moderation and reinforces the 1964 act that recognized it as a distinctive product of the United States. Interestingly, however, the law was only passed for that one year and was required to be passed each year in order to be officially observed which has never actually happened. However, that certainly hasn't stopped anybody from celebrating on their own every September since. Right. It's all over the place. And also, I want to be clear that the word moderation is really subjective. (laughs) So tonight, in honor of that, because Lord knows we've been drinking a lot of different kinds of whiskeys, Mm -hmm. rye and wheat whiskeys. Yeah, whiskeys around the world. Right. British whiskeys, Welsh whiskeys, Australian whiskeys. Yep. And uh, coming back home out in the great American desert of Las Vegas for some smoke wagon uncut unfiltered straight bourbon whiskey yeah and it is delicious it's really a nice expression from them and so salute everybody cheers i also would like to send a toast out to her majesty Oh, yes. Queen Elizabeth mm-hmm. II, a longtime fan. You've definitely heard about that. Already. Of the Whiskey Tangent <laughs> podcast and a fictitious guest star many times. <laughs> yes. We've had the Queen on several times many, without many her knowledge. Times. We're going to miss that. But truthfully, there's lots of issues to debate about the royal family and the Queen. But from a historical point of view, she is a unique and iconic historical figure. I think the likes of the world will never see. Yeah. And this is the point I want to make for to some people because people ask me what I mean by that. Let's say you work really hard in, in your life to get somewhere where you can be at the high-level meetings discussing the world's problems with world leaders. Mm. If you get to be president of the United States, you get eight years at the most. Right. If you get to be like the general in charge of you know NATO, you may be in charge of NATO for three to five years, right? Mm-hmm. She sat in at every high-level meeting that was worth being at with all the world's leaders for 70 years. She's followed communism and famine and the economy and the oil crunches and the, and the arms race yeah. and having to take ownership of the failures of her own government and the guilt that came with the colonization mm-hmm. in Asia and Africa and the age of technology with the internet and computers. I mean, so there's not anybody who rode this unique modern time period from 1950 up till today yeah. except for her. So Yeah, you don't have to be a screaming monarchist to appreciate the longevity of yeah. what you so eloquently said her position in world politics it's just we're recognizing the end of an error that was pretty extraordinary yeah agreed 
I do want to say that the bourbon that we're sipping on tonight, Jeff got this for my birthday. Yes. Jeff, the knight who says neat, and uh, he was knighted by the queen in private. Yes, that's right. Scott's <laughs> birthday was uh, the beginning of September. Uh, we don't want to give the exact date for all you identity frauders out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they already know where I live and everything. But if you email me, I will give you a social security number. <laughs> you bitch. All right. So, in industry news. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Trace press release says whiskey production is thriving as billion-dollar expansion continues. All right. The seeds planted by a $1.2 billion upgrade at the Buffalo Trace distillery, which began almost a decade ago, mm-hmm. are finally beginning to bear fruit. Whiskey supplies to consumers have increased 50% owing to an all-encompassing expansion of their facilities, including a new distribution center, bottling operation, 14-barrel warehouses, 12 fermenters, a new cooling system, and even a wastewater treatment plant. In addition, a new stillhouse located at adjacent to their original one built in the 1930s is in the final stages of construction and set to come online in December, which will essentially double their current capacity to 120,000 gallons of whiskey per day. But unfortunately, it'll just be regular Buffalo Trace (laughs) and Benchmark. That's all they're going to have. Like oh, there won't shit. be any Eagle Rare, there won't be any of the Weller foolproof antique 107 or whatever. Six bottles of Pappy, that's all you get. Right, they'll probably hit a lot of special reserve Weller that nobody really wants, but we act excited when we get it because it's like all we can get. Right. I know. Like when are we going to see this stuff? Is yeah. really my question. And uh, yeah. So, uh the second story we have is from the Whiskey Wash. Maker's Mark's master distiller and head blender part ways. After working for Beam Centauri and the Maker's Mark brand collectively for almost 35 years, General Manager and Master Distiller Denny Porter and Jane Bowie, who was Head of Innovation and Blending, are leaving to pursue their own whiskey path. As a Maker's Mark newsletter published in late August stated, we've been incredibly fortunate over the years to have key individuals join our Maker's Mark family who have been tremendous custodians of our legacy, people like Denny and Jane. But just like our founders, Denny and Jane also have an entrepreneurial itch and have expressed a desire to blaze their own trails in the bourbon industry with a new venture. Although details are scarce about what the new venture is, as well as who might replace them at Maker's Mark, this comes on the heels of another stunning departure in June of master taster Jackie Zykan from Brown Foreman's Old Forester brand who joined the team that released the hidden barn whiskey we reported on last month wait a minute hold everything the most important thing that i heard from that is that there's a job called master taster now listen i never proposed myself to be a master distiller or even a master blender but i really see myself being somebody's master taster sure i didn't know that was a job now i have a whole new goal put that on linkedin now that's right linkedin uh looking for the master taster job <laughs> you taste a lot of things i do not just whiskey that's right yeah. oh my god the new chicken parm whiskey's out <laughs> Chicken farm whiskey. Yeah, so anybody out there who has aspires to work in the industry and doesn't have any skills except for a palate, master tasters for you. Brown Foreman is hiring. Look at that, Anders. There's another gig for you. Yeah, right. So in science and technology news... From Whiskey Magazine, Glenn Livett welcomes their barley back to Earth as part of ongoing experiments to produce crops for astronauts on long-term space missions. Glenn Livett and a Canadian university sent seeds of barley to space in May of 2021 on a SpaceX rocket. During the trip, the seeds were subjected to the extreme conditions of zero gravity and the vacuum of space. Now that they've returned, analysis is currently ongoing to determine how the barley fared. As a professor at the university commented, historically, when humans have discovered new land, they have also produced alcohol, including whiskey. As a whiskey enthusiast, I want to keep this tradition going as we continue to explore the possibility of life on other planets. 
The returning barley seeds will be planted and ultimately malted, mashed, distilled, and aged into one of the brand's space-side single malts. <laughs> right, pretty soon it'll be like, hey, man, did you have the Maker's Mark Moonside Rye? <laughs> exactly. It's like Jefferson's Ocean. Oh, my God. Glenlivet Moon. Okay, so second story uh, from carscoops.com. Carscoops. Carscoops, yeah. Bentley has helped McAllen design a new horizontal whiskey bottle. High-end automobile manufacturer Bentley, in collaboration with the McAllen Distillery, recently revealed the design of a horizontal bottle that'll contain a limited-release single malt. Called a fusion of McAllen's distilling innovation, Bentley's sharply defined yet curvaceous design motifs and recycled materials from both iconic British brands, the new bottle has no bottom and instead comes with a stand on which it lies flat. Created to contain a new McAllen whiskey called Horizon, set to launch next summer, the bottle is made of a fashionably twisted tube of glass and surrounded by an equally intricate twisted structure of recycled copper from dismantled McAllen pot stills, leftover aluminum and leather from the production of Bentley vehicles, and recycled wood from both brands. I mean, you have to see the picture of this. Yeah. It's absolutely stunning. Holy crap. It looks like something that would fight the original Enterprise. It looks like something in the Marvel Universe. It's the most amazing bottle I've ever seen. Yeah. If you guys are interested in looking at it, you can just Google horizontal whiskey bottle and you'll find it. Or we'll put it on our Instagram at Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I was going to make many jokes about this, and now I'm just not. I know, right? I will say this, though. If you are so drunk that you can't stand, this bottle is already in a horizontal position to <laughs> sip on. Good point. Right. You're just laying on your side. You're laying on your side. Yeah. The bottle's laying on its side, and everyone's happy. Right. All right. In financial news... Another one from Whiskey Magazine. Brown Foreman invests millions in scotch. In an effort to increase production at their owned facilities in Scotland, Brown Foreman has announced a $36 million investment in the Glendronach distillery, marking the second phase of their investment following renovations made to the visitor center in 2020. Their new plans will preserve the historic site as well as whiskey production at the distillery, which was established nearly 200 years ago on the grounds of former Boynes Mill Estate located in Aberdeenshire, Scotland. It's only burned down three times. <laughs> the project is estimated to take three years and aims to double the distillery's capacity as the demand for Glendronach whiskey has tripled in the past few years. Brown Foreman bought the iconic distillery in 2016, along with two others, which came less than a year after they bought Slane's Irish whiskey in yeah. 2015. Yeah. I mean, they're making moves, man. There's definitely expansion going on all the way across the industry. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, this is after all those new expressions that we did on our Jack Daniels episode. Then right. they got Slane's and they got Scotch. And hopefully their single malt coming out soon. Yeah, can't wait. So uh, from Fox 5 TV in Washington, D.C., a Maryland liquor store puts 55-year Yamazaki on sale. Crazy. A Beltsville, Maryland liquor store is showcasing a bottle of the oldest and most valuable Japanese whiskey in existence, the Yamazaki 55. Released in two batches over the last two years, only 44 bottles of the elite spirit were distributed in the United States. According to the Yamazaki website, the 55 features an aroma redolent of sandalwood and well-ripened fruit with a sweet, slightly bitter taste that's also a bit woody, and a finish that's rich and lingering. The owner won't say how much he's selling it for, but the average rate that other bottles of the 55 have gone for is over $1 million, which equates to about $40,000 an ounce. You know how I feel about that. <laughs> I respect the rarity of it, but I mean, once you open that bottle, the value's got to go to like a third. Right. And now you're on the timetable. You got to drink it eventually. Uh, That's my biggest problem. You know, I do have around 50 something bottles, 60 bottles, nothing crazy in my house, but I got probably maybe 15 that are open, you know, mm -hmm. some have been open over a year. So mm -hmm. I really got to start to drink them, get them into the mix, you know, uh, you're laughing at me, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm, 
Well, maybe I am. <laughs> I'm not really sure. It's not that I'm intentionally not drinking them. I just go on to drink something else, and I realize I never finished that bottle. Oh, yeah. I do that all the time, too. Yeah. Right. Somebody asked me, how many bottles do I have open? I said, well, all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's all Scott rolls. If he has, he's already drank it. Exactly. Okay, so I have a couple of stories about true crime. Ooh. Well, the first one's kind of sad, oh. but the next were just stupid people doing stupid things. So the first one is from Northern Virginia Magazine. Charges have been dropped after the hazing death of a college freshman. Oh, shit. Five of the 11 individuals who were facing charges in connection with the February 2021 alcohol poisoning death of a freshman at Virginia Commonwealth University have had their charges dropped. The five were members of the now expelled Delta Chi fraternity and were present when 19-year-old Adam Oaks died after being told to drink a 40-ounce bottle of whiskey. He later vomited and passed out in front of partygoers, and no 911 calls were made. Mm. As Adam's father said, following his discussion with the medical examiner, they could have intervened and pumped his stomach or gotten the massive amounts of alcohol out of his system, but they did nothing. It was later determined that Adam's blood alcohol content had been 0.42. Prosecutors didn't immediately explain why charges against the five were dropped, but the other six students had already pled guilty to misdemeanor charges of hazing and serving alcohol to a minor, but none of them were sentenced to any jail time. It's just terrible. 40, I mean, 40 ounces. I mean, I think that it's just a matter of educating kids that believe it or not that this is a possibility. Right. When you started to say 40 ounces, I thought you meant beer. <laughs> I was like, well, I know. A, I mean, a 40 ounce beer wouldn't do that. No. 40 ounces of alcohol. I mean, I guess what they did was they had a 40 ounce beer bottle that was empty and put whiskey in it and then, yeah, right. Said, hey, drink this. Right, right. So those kids have to live with those decisions for a while. And it's really, I think, is important for parents to talk about the dangers of alcohol poisoning and not just hazing because, you know, it's also college lifestyle. You know, mm, that's when, true too. When, you know, when I was 18, we would do a shot of whiskey for each year we were alive. We would do 18 shots of whiskey. Oh, crap. I mean, we could have died off of that. Yeah. First of all, we did one ounce shots. But what if we didn't? What if we had an ounce and a half? Mm-hmm. Right, that could have taken twenty-seven shots. Yeah, that would have taken twenty-seven ounces. Mm -hmm. We were young; we had no tolerance. We had no concept that you could die from that. We figured you would get drunk and pass out. Mm -hmm. I don't think they had any idea that they were putting the person's life in danger. They just thought they're going to get him fucked up. You know, like he's going to get so fucked up now. Watch. Yeah, it's a terrible mistake all around. Did you ever pledge a fraternity? Yes, I did. Yeah, you did. Which one was that? Tau Kappa Epsilon. Right. Did you ever get like hazed? Did you have any hazing stories? Oh yeah. You have anywhere you want to share? No. <laughs> no. Not right, right now, then. I don't. Moving on. You know, it's still a frat. Like, you're not supposed to talk about right. it. Oh, I got you. But, um, I don't know. It's been 35 years. I didn't get away with it or whatever. But I will say this. Alcohol was never part of the hazing. Oh, okay. It was they just never, stupid stunts and They shit, never right? got us drunk. I mean, Well, one thing that was funny is we had a closet with the a middle panel of the closet broken out. And we'd have to go in there and have Teak TV. And we'd had to entertain the brothers. <laughs> And if we weren't funny enough, they would just throw beer cans and shit through and like balled up socks and fruit. So like that was probably the funniest thing that I look back on. I bet you were probably fine with that. Oh yeah. When you got the problem is I was so funny. I kept getting dragged into there. (laughs) Be funny monkey. They also, also, yeah, I can, I can Uh, share more later, but, but we also, we drank a lot of alcohol as a frat, but it was never used in the ceremonies with the pledges. Okay. All right. So uh, the next story from the whiskey Raiders, heroin smuggler busted thanks to a whiskey receipt. Yeah, after arriving by ferry from the Netherlands into the port of Immingham on England's east coast, Lithuanian-born truck driver Edmundus Bruzas declared to customs agent a shipment of strawberries, 10 packs of cigarettes, and a bottle of Grant's triple wood scotch, flatly denying any knowledge of the 60 blocks of heroin they found in his truck. 
<laughs> so how did the whiskey receipt get him in trouble? So here we go. However, after the agents found a whiskey receipt among the $3 million worth of drugs that matched the exact bottle he declared, the driver refused to answer any further questions. Subsequently, the driver was sentenced to 12 and a half years in prison. God damn. Well, but I mean, fuck him because heroin kills people. Oh, yeah. So he's, he can, he can, he, he can, can suck right a off. dick. Yeah. yeah. He can, <laughs> he can fuck right he can off. He can fuck right off. He can suck a bag of dicks <laughs> and probably is right now. From the Duluth News Tribune, bus driver drank whiskey while transporting kids to summer camp. No, sometimes you got to. These kids are really rowdy and annoying. I mean, you know. It's already on this It depends side. on how much he drank. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Earlier this week, the Minnesota State Patrol was alerted that a charter bus transporting 35 children and two adults. Oh, my God, it was a charter bus. They actually boarded it special for the trip. Jesus. Exactly. And two adult chaperones to a nearby lake was swerving repeatedly onto the shoulder of the northbound lanes of Interstate 35, kicking up dust and almost crashing into a ditch on at least one occasion. After activating their sirens and pulling the vehicle over, troopers discovered that Patrick David Bullard of Cannon falls minnesota seemed quite dazed and disoriented with watery eyes and exhibiting slurred speech and slow deliberate motions although the driver initially claimed that his last drink was a few days prior a roadside breath test placed his blood alcohol concentration at 0.257 jesus <laughs> and after searching the bus troopers found a one-third empty 1.75 liter bottle of fireball wow as well as a drinking vessel that smelled of whiskey that a chaperone confirmed that Bullard had been drinking from while driving. The driver is now facing several charges, including misdemeanor counts of impaired driving, chemical test refusal, and two open container violations. Uh, there's not an endangering children in there? Uh, that's what I was thinking. I mean, shouldn't there Jesus, be? Yes. I mean, because one count per child, yes. I mean, he'd be spending the rest of his life in jail. I mean, I was joking when I said you needed, uh, right. you, of course you don't drink when you're driving children. First of all, you shouldn't drink when you're driving your own children. Yeah. Or, or alone, other people. Or adults. <laughs> oh, I'm, Mr. Goody Two-Shoes is here. Never drink and drive again. <laughs> All right. So our feel-good story. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. We need that because we've had some pretty downers. Yeah, we have, news. right? So this is from a website called Care Home in the UK. Well, 102-year-old woman credits her longevity to whiskey. <laughs> Elizabeth Brown, a resident of Briar Hill House in Rugeley, England, celebrated her 102nd birthday last week with family and friends. Banners and balloons were festooned around the home and kitchen staff prepared a lovely afternoon tea. Said Ms. Brown, turning 102, I'm starting to feel a little bit tired. Just now. Just now. <laughs> yeah. Just yesterday. Yeah. But a tot of whiskey every morning helps to keep me going and is something I consider the secret to a long life. In the morning? That's, see, that's what I'm doing wrong. I wait till after I work. Right. My God. So maybe a little splash in the coffee like a true alcoholic does, mm, right? Yeah, like the Irish. Like the Irish do. <laughs> I want to thank all the staff members who helped me make the day very enjoyable for me and my family. Usually, I am not one who likes to make a fuss, but the party was just enough. After the party, the facility's activity coordinator said, Liz is a private person who doesn't even like having her photo taken, but she did agree after some persuasion, and I'd like to thank probably a whiskey or two. I would say so. So I think this 102-year-old woman, because yeah. she's still alive, uh, she's my spirit animal. Like, she doesn't like a lot yeah. of fuss. She doesn't like being the center of attention, but right. she likes her whiskey. That's me. Right. Well, I'd say we fly her over. Let's fly her over. She's from England, right? Yeah. We're going to try to have her on next month, okay? And, and her name is Elizabeth. Yeah. She's the new queen. The new queen for us. <laughs> no, 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 Liz. It's hello. <laughs> no, no. More enthusiasm. I'm 102, you wanker. All right. <laughs> so, the new whiskeys you can buy this month. 
Right. So the new whiskey's coming out. This is one of the reasons we do the news is yeah. to keep you updated and us updated on what's coming out. That's right. So the first one up, uh, I'd like to do these in alphabetical order. Our friends at Barrel have another whiskey coming out, a named whiskey called the Barrel Vantage. Vantage is a blend of straight bourbons finished in three distinct expressions of virgin oak, Mizunara, French, and toasted American oak casks. Its proof is 114.44, like they do. The MSRP is 80. Uh, tasting notes are pleasantly rich, sweet, and oily on the tongue with a pronounced espresso note, robust spice, and a maple syrup sweetness. I would try that. Oh, yeah. I would definitely try that for 80. Sure. That's amazing. Uh, the second one is from Bushmills. They have what they're calling the 2022 Causeway Collection. A series of 10 limited Irish single malts carefully selected by master distiller Alex Thomas, formerly of Sexton. This is the third iteration of the series and includes a 33-year-old port finish, 25 and 30-year-old Madeira finish, an 11-year-old Banyuls wine finish, an 11-year-old Cognac finish. Oh, you know what? A better one would be a 48-year-old Kanye wine finish because oh. he whines so much. Ha! Is he 48? I don't know. I made oh, that up. Oh. Put the right number in. Edit it. <laughs> <laughs> edit monkey edit a 12 year old tequila finish plus others finished in pomerol wine burgundy wine and vermouth they of course will be various proofs uh, and the msrps are anywhere from 90 to 1200 dollars i mean we did a whole episode on how irish whiskey's making resurgence yeah uh, and they just released 10 <laughs> here you go right the next one is four roses releases their 2022 small batch this is the 15th small batch series from Four Roses featuring four different bourbon recipes, a 14-year-old wow. OESF, a 14-year-old OESV, I'll explain these letters, a 15-year-old OESK, and a 20-year-old OBSV. For the uninitiated, those letters are a code. These days, the first and third letter are always O for the distillery and S for straight whiskey. So you really have to pay attention to the second and fourth letters. So the second letter is the mash bill, E for the 75% corn, 20% rye, right. 5% malted barley, or B for 60% corn, 35% rye, 5% malted barley. And the fourth letter is the yeast strain, yes. V, K, O, Q, or F, all of which impart different flavor characteristics. Once you get past the yellow label for Four Roses, you really can't go wrong. Oh, absolutely. The small batch, the select, um, the single barrel. It's hard to say they're an underrated distillery, but they are because people just take them for granted. They're yeah, they're not and, really you know they're hyped. not as flashy as yeah. like Buffalo Trace or even Heaven Hill or Brown Foreman. They just keep doing what they do, and yeah. I've never put a Four Roses expression to my mouth and been like, mm. Mm. except for the yellow one, which is just okay. Yeah, these are 109 proof, all four of them, and the MSRPs 180 dollars. Yeah, well, I'm not going to drink that because the, the small batch select is delicious for like $62. Right, the regulars select. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the next one is Jefferson's Ocean Voyage 29 Weeded Bourbon. It's funny, they give the entire voyage. Starting mm. in Savannah, Georgia, the ship avoided a tropical storm southeast of Bermuda. Well, I think it should have gone through. It would have probably got a lot more. Right, it would have got shaky. A, a lot more shaky. Uh, before heading through the Panama Canal. From there, the cast dipped south around Australia and onto the Indian Ocean en route to Singapore, followed by several stops in China, Korea, and Japan. Then it rested quietly in coastal waters before heading to the northern Pacific and a final crossing to the west coast of America. It's 90 proof, MSRP is 80. Fresh baked bread, butterscotch, toffee, vanilla bean, toasted caramel, sea salt, and spice with a finishing hint of nutmeg and pecans. I want one more part of the journey, though. So the boat hits the West Coast. What, do they got to take the barrels off, put them on a train? Send yeah, them, I guess so. Or a truck? truck? Yeah. That's part of the journey. They shake a lot on that. They should, but it wasn't on an ocean, I guess. It could be a little uh, surf and turf action. 
<laughs> That's right. Oh, they could have called it. They could have called the surf and turf. And then afterwards, we put it onto tractor trailers that drive it back and forth across America. <laughs> we dumped a bunch of lobsters in the barrel. <laughs> that was a bad experiment. They're being a little fishy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so stupid. Shame on you. <laughs> Shame on me for that stupid joke. We just fined Scott $10 for that joke. <laughs> All right, so the uh, next one is Larceny Barrel Proof puts out their C922. Last week, we just did Larceny Barrel Proof three-batch battle, which you heard, hopefully. So if I can find this, I'm going to be looking for it. Yeah, it's 126.6 proof. The MSRP is 60. Good luck getting that for 60. The tasting notes are rich on the palate with a touch of heat, honey, and caramel, sweet oak, and a zip. Of cinnamon. I do want to point out that the last one I bought was $56. Well, very good. Very good. And the one before that was 105 Right. So it all bounces <laughs> out. <laughs> all right. So, uh, ooh, Little Book, Chapter 6, To the Finish. It's a blend of a five-year bourbon and four different four-year-old malt whiskeys with different finishes. Applewood barrels, smoked hickory barrels, maplewood staves, and cherrywood staves. It's 117.45 proof. The MSRP is 125. Sweet grain, coffee, vanilla, burnt orange peel, beans signature nuttiness, and a very subtle note of savory barbecue smoke. Yeah, very close to 145 around here. Is that where you've seen it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We were at the lounge the other night, and you were wondering which one should be your last to get to your 100 whiskey. It should be this. It's called To The Finish. Yes. How perfect is that? I agree. I'm going to make that happen. Are you going to buy a whole bottle Mm -hmm. of it? Maybe. Well, if you like it. Maybe buy the whole thing. If I can find it. We do have a three, four, and five waiting in the wings. We We do a three, four, four, and five. We're going to do a vertical. Yeah. Well, that'll be awesome. The same thing we kind of did with the larceny. Mm. Because they're all different and they should be recognized for the creativity that they each represent. We could taste them blind. Right. Which we didn't with right. the larceny, but... We could just take an arrow, heat it up in the fire, and like put out Gabe's eyes and, wow. then, and then make him choose. Actually blind him. Actually blind him. I see. Right. I right. see. Gabe, right. you up to that? I, that's the dedication I want to see around here from our guest host. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> so we'll, 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 or maybe not then. All right? <laughs> I'm, listen, it's, we're brainstorming here. Right? So it's just worth putting just ideas throw, out there. Just throwing, throwing out there. stuff out there. Right, right. Maybe permanently blinding somebody. Is it over the top? All right. So th- this next one's a little steep for uh, everybody, uh, except maybe Elon Musk. So this is the McAllen 1989. The newest expression. In the- I, I'm thinking in 1989 when this McAllen was barreled. <laughs> it's the Siobhan 1989. <laughs> uh, the newest expression in their fine and rare whiskey collection. These barrels were filled on December 12th, 1989, bottled in January of 2022, and released on my birthday. So it's 32 years aged. Mm. 102.4 proof. The MSRP. Are you ready? $18,500. It says it tastes like almond biscuits, caramelized pineapple, demerara sugar, rich treacle tart, candied fruits, plum jam, and a hint of chocolate. And poverty. <laughs> and poverty. I mean... I mean, it sounds delicious. It's I mean, in, well, we had, right? right. So was that McCallum? McCallum, yeah. Right. So we had the, oh, the Harmony. Harmony, yeah. That and that's, a, that's about yeah. a two to $300 bottle, depending on where you get it. And that was pretty rich for our blood. Yeah. And we thought it was exceptional. Yeah. I can only imagine what the $18,000 McCallum. Yeah. The next one is Michter's US One Toasted Barrel Sour Mash Whiskey. This, their second limited release, is typically aged for five to seven years in new charred oak barrels, then finished in a second toasted barrel for an undisclosed period of time. It's only 86 proof. Its MSRP is 100. Mm. 
sweet and spicy with smoked honey and ginger snap cookies accentuated by toasted oak what's their proof 86 now see that's where they lose me i know a hundred dollars for an 86 proof expression is not going to work for me and it's sourced. that's why a lot of times i don't go for the scotches you know because when we do pay up to like a hundred dollars in scotches we, we like them to have a little bit of a you know a nutsack <laughs> nutsack bird and the last one i have the Old Forester 2022 birthday bourbon. So this is one that everyone gets to. All right, today it's your birthday. Yeah. You're uh, never going to drink it. <laughs> Created to celebrate the September 2nd birthday of Brown Foreman founder George Garvin Brown, usually released only at their Louisville distillery. This year's version was sold via online lottery, which is already closed, but I included it here because it is one of the most commonly flipped bourbons. So if you are so inclined, you can surely get some of it on the secondary market. It's 96 proof. The MSRP is 150, but again, secondary market. Right. Rich in oily mouthfeel, Ching Gabe, with a creamy banana vanilla pudding, mm. mocha, pound cake, smoky campfire, dark chocolate, coffee, and oak. Right. So, you know, it's get this, and there's no Christmas for the kids, but, you know, you have a really good whiskey. <laughs> and poverty. <laughs> All right. So. That's it for the whiskeys and the news. The next thing that we do is what's coming up the next few weeks on the podcast. Next week on 922. We're going to be flying to London for a a live at the Queen's funeral. (laughs) Uh, This is Clyde May quick taste. Interesting story about Clyde May. Um, On 929 will be our last call. Our summer 2022 edition that ends season seven. It's really fun. If you've never listened to a last call, first of all, it's a great way to really help you, you know, if you haven't been following and you, you know, kind of spurs interest in what we've done, makes you go back. And also, if you have been following us along, gives you a nice summary and we give you some background information that wasn't in the episodes. It's always a couple of nuggets on the last call for you guys. Yeah, we do the stats and the shout outs and stuff. It's a lot of fun. Tune in. In two weeks. Yep. On 10-6, the first week of October, we're going to do episode 58. I guess we're going to do Balconies. Looks like we're probably doing an episode that focuses completely on Texas whiskey. Yeah. Balconies, Garrison Brothers, you know, not counting Grayson, the uh, short that we did on kind of a um, craft distillery down there. But I think Balconies has earned the first episode. Yeah. Also, Garrison's very expensive. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Balconies is not giving their whiskey away, but it's a lot more available, a lot lot cheaper. Yeah. We'll do Garrison's down the road. Down the road sometime, yeah. See if we get an extra sponsor (laughs) somewhere for just Garrison. Right. And on the 13th, we're going to do a short of some kind. I don't know quite yet which one that is. We have a couple waiting in the wings. And on the 20th, we'll be right back here doing the October news. That's right. So that's it. Ed, any final thoughts for September news? No, I think Urban Heritage there's news. a lot of good whiskeys out there. You know, this is an iconic news episode because, as I said, the passing of the Queen of England, which mm. is, you know, she'd been in power for 70 years. And, yeah. and I'm glad that we were able to report on that. Yeah. This summer has been a lot of good whiskeys for us. Mm-hmm. We've taken some chances and been rewarded. It's just continued all the way through. And uh, I think the fall is going to be really explosive. I think COVID's finally settled down. People are back to work. I'm really hoping that our listeners can go up a bit and we can kind of keep expanding and keep bringing you this great product. Yeah, awesome. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. See you next week and hopefully every week after that for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Ed. I'm Scott. Cheers, everybody. (laughs) Later.